This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every cocktail has a perfect life event pairing and vice versa. <laughs> sorry, I'm a little distracted. Uh, our lovely talent. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Benjamin R. Harrison. I'm Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest, uh, the return of Heather Frank. Hi, I'm Heather Fink, and I've returned. Yeah, like Star definitely. 69. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> remember that? Uh, yeah, the whippersnappers in our audience are scratching their heads. Oh, man. Did you guys Call. not have Star 69 in Canada? Yeah, but what's the... I, I it's call return like oh, if return. someone calls you so it's like yeah. i've returned like uh, you know, a call. I, I guess i forgot what uh <laughs> what it did yeah um man so many uh so many star six nine pranks were played when i was like in college and stuff <laughs> wait how would you like yeah. calling from a place that's yeah not or enough? i guess i guess that was like when cell phones started to be pretty ubiquitous so we would do like a star six seven to somebody and like change our voice uh at some point at some point, one of my roommates Wait, called. Wait, so what did Star Six Seven do? That that concealed what number you were calling from, <laughs> and we. I, the only one I remember. Uh, I should never have like launched into this uh, anecdote, but <laughs> it was the only one. The only one I remember is uh, when my roommate called one of our classmates and attempted to sell him uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, but only spoke Spanish the entire time. <laughs> I was Wait. tempted to tell him a Spanish language copy of La Cabana del Tio Tomas. What's hard to understand is how anyone would ever entertain that sales pitch and why. Yeah. Like, was he in the market for cabins? <laughs> yeah. Not really sure why. Like, yeah. I mean, most people these days, like, they see a, a phone number they don't recognize and they're like, nah, fuck it. Yep. Not answering. Yep. Um, I was talking to somebody about when celebrities receive phone calls they they're very coy like you know you can't be like is this alec baldwin the, the, they answer the phone they say hello <laughs> and you're like uh am i talking to the right person am i talking to assistant and so so you, you, know, you, you mean they don't answer the phone alec baldwin here no yeah okay. exactly. actually well this is a big aside but once i used to work in gay porn in the office <laughs> and once um the day either the day over the day before boy george got arrested he called the office because he had done he had composed the soundtrack for one of the Whoa. adult movies and so he called the office and it was my first like day working there i got i, I got so much respect for for the gay community that ha a, a soundtrack is a is a selling point of any kind yeah well film. i mean it's a whole side note like my old gay porn star boss michael lucas was very into trying to be sophisticated with his films and he succeeded sometimes but anyway my point is that <laughs> i answered the phone and this is what i hear boy george and i go uh okay what about him <laughs> he's like boy did, george boy george did you call to talk about yeah your favorite? He was just like, i was like i don't understand like what about him and he's like i am fucking i am bloody boy george like, Get Michael on the phone. I was like, oh, okay. I thought like, it'd be amazing. Like, word association game. Boy George. Uh, Karma Chameleon. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a surprise. Actually, I have another side. We're totally getting off the rails, if that's okay. Um, always. We didn't have rails no. to begin with. This no. is what we do. It's a bad time to talk about rails. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's just sad. Oh. No, let, let's change. Okay. No rails. Oh, let's talk I just, about. I, I just clicked there why, why you said that. I. Yeah, yeah, real bad, real bad timing, Heather. Real bad timing, it's not for funny. The, for the home listener, it's not just the Amtrak crash, it's also that I have recently gone into rehab for my cocaine addiction. <laughs> oh! And also because I'm having trouble and I'm just about to bust a few rails out, so... <laughs> rail talk, only other rail thought rail I have talk. is that, li <laughs> that, that line from Pretty Woman where she's like, says that the Lotus is three corners like it's on rails, which I never understood. Oh, yeah. Did you did that resonate with you that uh, Yeah, I no. don't know. No. Man. Nothing, nothing like the kind of railness you get when you call listen to <laughs> let's drink about it. <laughs> I had an anecdote, but it was Let's just, let's get it. Let's let's hear it, it. I don't even know how good it is, but just that well, more talking about film. I went to film school. Spike Lee is a creative director or of sorts of the, our, 
I don't know what the title is exactly. He's yeah. like sort of like the artistic director, curator of the NYU grad film program. And in our third year, we have a class with him. And he told us this story about how when Michael Jackson called him to direct a music video for him, he answers the phone, hey, it's Michael. And, <laughs> <laughs> and This is already the greatest joke. <laughs> yeah. And so Spike Lee was like, uh, yeah, sure, great. And he hangs up on him. <laughs> and he calls him back again. And he's like, no, Spike, it's really me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like love thinking about like Michael Jackson getting hung up on all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody believes him. Great Michael yeah. Jackson impersonation too. <laughs> really good. Rest in peace. Oh, yes. See, it keeps Rip. getting dark. Yeah. Chris, what's going on with you this week? Well, if junk science is to be believed, I've taken about 15 minutes off of my life in the last two days. <laughs> oh, only 15. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it adds uh, up. It adds up. Uh, Heather, how about you? Wait. Oh, wait. I have to get into it later because I'm yeah. wondering why is his life <laughs> to shorter? Be revealed. <laughs> yeah, there's, now there's revealed. suspense built into the program. <laughs> well... Aside from we're on the fact, hooks. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to talk about it or, at all or if you've already talked about a uh, Mad Men ending today. So it's kind of oh, weird. Oh, yeah. I haven't it's seen any to... of this season. So. Okay. Yeah, I tend to save them up so that I can watch them like in one long, crazy weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, well, just so that the, the viewer knows, today is the day that the last... Yeah. episode yeah. will air. You guys all know what happens. Mm-hmm. By now, yeah. <laughs> so it just feels like a big day because I just love the show and think it's so great. No, but what my, my life event is that I'm about to shoot my first feature film as writer, director, and actor. And this uh, is a big update because last time you were on, you were kickstarting it. That's I right. was kickstarting it and I wasn't planning to act on it and I decided about three months ago to act in it. So, awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin, uh, how about you? Well, I had a big career talk with my fiance. Ooh! So that's my life event. Oh, I'm like I, I just my palms got sweaty. Ooh. I like to get I, I like my life events to get your palms sweaty. Chris. It's <laughs> one of my main goals when I pick them out. Well, this I've had that sweaty palms you... for about a year now. So. <laughs> Sorry, the whole thing where you just say a little tidbit is really very cliffhangery for yeah. me for both of you. Like yeah. too much for you. Or I want to know. I that's wanna... why Stallone is right here. <laughs> uh, uh, hanging by his fingernail. Oh. <laughs> I wish. Uh, yeah. And uh, Martin Landau. Was he in that? I have no, no idea. No, it's the guy from Third Walter Rock Matthau. From the Sun. No? Martin yeah. Landau. Wal- no, Walter Matthau. Wait. I've never realized how close it... those names are. Yeah, it's Landau, right? Yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. No. No, that's got Jonathan Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow. Lithgow. God damn. Walter wow. Matthau and John oh. Lithgow are pretty yeah. close, too. <laughs> Holy shit, Walter Matthau, John Lithgow, and uh, Martin... <laughs> Sitting in a tree. Oh, I love it. Anyway, I yeah. got lost. I'm, I'm terrible at remembering celebrity names, so the fact that I remembered two at all, even if, if they were wrong, is semi-miraculous. <laughs> Let's drink about it. <laughs> Let's get into those things. got a last minute text from heather that she is off sugar which Whoa. is a challenge in mixing a cocktail and um it wound up saving my butt because i had had another cocktail that i wanted to make that uh i didn't look close enough at the recipe and it turns out i needed like a good 30 hours of lead time to prepare it mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh i'll have to save that one for later but uh um I did a little research about directors and what they uh, liked to drink. And uh, Luis Buñuel, the uh, father of surrealism in film, uh, was a big fan of the dry martini. And there's, in fact, a <gasps> section in The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which he directed, where they, they mix one up. And uh, I, uh, I liked it so much that, uh, that I thought uh, that would be a good drink for you. So... Uh, and he had kind of an interesting way of mixing it. So uh, this is two and a half ounces of dry gin, half an ounce of dry vermouth, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. So uh, we're going to fill a mixing glass with ice, add the vermouth and bitters, give it a stir, and then strain out the liquid. Then add the gin. Uh, so you've just got like the essence of the vermouth and bitters in the on the ice. 
uh, you're going to stir it until it's very cold and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. And he did not garnish his martinis. Um, and I, I, he wrote about this in his, uh, in his memoir, and this one passage just, like, blew me away. <laughs> so I thought I'd read it to you guys because... I don't know. I have no idea if this is actually funny to anybody, but cool. it, it was funny to me. He wrote, Connoisseurs who like their martinis very dry suggest simply allowing a ray of sunlight to shine through a bottle of Noeli Pratt <laughs> before it hits a bottle of gin. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that because it's kind of in, the, in keeping with uh, Churchill, right? But Chris, there's more. Oh, shit. Sorry. At a certain period in America, it was said that making of a dry martini should resemble the immaculate conception. For as St. Thomas Aquinas once noted, the generative power of the Holy Ghost pierced the virgin's hymen like a ray of sunlight through a window, leaving it unbroken. <laughs> that happened in the Bible? Uh, I guess it, it happened in, in St. Th Thomas Aquinas's writings. I love it. Um, remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. yeah. And oh, yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> 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 what, what movie was it even from where he's yelling St. Thomas Aquinas? <laughs> it was on the board. It must have been that one about the devil, right? I don't remember that one. But. There, yeah, there was one where he like fought the devil. Yeah, I, that was like in that era where he was like, I, I grew up in Chicago. I'm a Chicago cop. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Chicago cop. <laughs> My name fun. is Martin Johnson. <laughs> I love that's. Wait, your turn, Chris. You got to talk like Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. You know what's funny? I'm always try amazed it, at how uh, incredible most people I know can do an awesome Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I, I can't. I just can't do it. I just, just cannot one, do it. Maybe one try, like one little you like discipline. <laughs> oh, Heather, or it's not Heather. a tumor. It's not a tumor. You're back no? in the corner here, Heather. I don't uh -oh, know. Uh, wait, what's the one? Uh, How about get to the chopper? Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm too. I can't do it. I'm too. He's, I can't do it. Uh, Self-conscious. We'll do it in Scottish then. So get, get to the accents. Get to the chopper <laughs> in a Scottish accent. How about that? How about yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, the people have heard enough of the Scottish accent. <laughs> I'm okay. okay. Uh, I'm sorry to pressure oh, you. Oh, terrible. No, it's all right. Um, You'd be kicked out of the groundlings, Chris. Yes, and. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. Like, even the idea. Sometimes I can. Sometimes I can do stuff like that. This time, yeah. maybe it's Heather. Maybe it's Heather being here. I'm just. Uh, my. I, I'm like. It's scary. I'm, yeah, yeah, I just can't do it. I'm like fluttered. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> Heather is a very intimidating person. Yeah, That's I mean, right. you, um, you hear the tones in that voice of hers, like very angry. Uh, <laughs> very angry. <laughs> um, Chris, you're going to be drinking a tea time soda. Mm -hmm. uh, I figured tea time could be about fifty. 15 minutes of your life so uh right. hopefully we're adding this back in but yeah. uh this is time is in t-h-y-m-e mm -hmm. um so uh an ounce of tea time syrup which is just thyme and tea infused into simple syrup um and the recipe for that will be on the website uh half an ounce of lemon juice an ounce and a half of bourbon uh cold seltzer and a sprig of fresh thyme or a lemon wedge for garnish so you'll fill a 12-ounce glass, halfway up with ice, add the syrup, lemon juice, and bourbon, top it with seltzer, and give it a gentle stir to combine and garnish Sounds with the thyme sprig or the lemon wedge. Or, you know, both if you're feeling real saucy. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, looks, looks real refreshing. Yeah. Uh, ben, for you, it's going to be the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club cocktail, because um, in my mind, you're... Uh, you're uh, <laughs> The discussion was about how successful you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Uh, so uh, two ounces of Mount Gay Eclipse Amber Rum, one ounce of lime juice, half ounce of Cointreau, a half ounce of Velvet Falernum, which I think you are a fan of, yes? I sure am. Uh, you're going to shake with ice and strain into a chilled coupe and garnish with a lime wheel. Yeah. I'm really excited about that one. I was really uh, pumped when you, when you gave it to me, especially because I... Uh, just came into possession of a bottle of Mount Gay, and I didn't have to go out and buy anything. Today. Oh, that's great! You know when the, when the planets align like that, you know it's, like, it's yes. amazing. Yeah, no, very it's, rare with this podcast totally, yeah, that I don't rare. have to go spend fifty dollars before we record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go make these drinks. Let's do it. Cheers! Cheers! Will you all go? Yeah. Everybody. Cheers. Tink. I love it. I love my drink. <laughs> my drink is perfect. Right out of the gate, huh? Mm-hmm. I will be drinking these all night. 
<laughs> I love mine too, actually. I love martinis. I, I actually, before I quit sugar, I didn't like sweet drinks, and this is perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a, a very dry martini that I made. I think I might have overdone it with the bitters a little bit, but uh, it gives it a pretty color. It does have a nice color to it. Does it uh, does it have like a a uh, a bitter taste to it, or is it just kind of no. spicy little? Um. You taste it. Oh, okay. Trade and taste. Yeah. Um, I think you'll I be guess pleased. Well, well, I'll trade a taste, but I won't trade you back one because that's just a sweet, sweet drink. Gotcha. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. Right? Boy, refresh. <laughs> I, could see, I could see an olive. Like, I don't really think of olives going well with bitters, but I could see an olive, like, mm. being in that martini just fine. So oh, if, yeah. If you're an olive martini person... Uh, in out of respect to Boonwell, I will go oliveless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know for a fact that he didn't garnish, but he didn't mention it in his in the passages of his memoirs that I read this morning. Which is clear that he didn't think much of the garnish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if at all. Mm hmm. Um, well, Chris, your drink looks really uh, really delicious. It I'm is uh, at some yeah, pictures of it here. It's uh, it looks like iced Ooh. tea, right? Yeah. Does it taste good. like iced tea? Um, yep. A little uh, herbal with, with a version a of an iced tea? Yeah. You know, uh, I probably, there's probably not enough time in here. But, uh, you know, <laughs> as I say, Ben, there's never enough time. No, yeah. Time is too expensive. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> time but, is of uh, the essence. You know, mm -hmm. And you didn't have the essence of time. I so like many. time, too. <laughs> <laughs> so many time puns. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the drink invites them. Um mm -hmm. Chris, how did you shorten your life by a, such a specific amount it's, of time? It's, uh, well, because it's, this is really, this is a stretch this week for a fucking life event, but just in keeping <laughs> with, just in keeping with, uh, you know, um, I overheard before we started recording here again, there's like a lot of health kicks, uh, happening and I'm in sure. sort of the midst of one myself, uh, as, uh, we've been talking about and as people do when they start to run, they love to talk about it. So I do apologize. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, many love to talk about it, but only you love to drink about it. Mm. Yes. Uh, so the one area that I am, you know, like in desperate need of uh, working on is my diet. Like I yeah. don't eat terribly, but I don't like. There's certain things I can cut out, and uh, you know, sugar is a dream. And there's a there's a, a someone in my neighborhood I may have mentioned on the podcast before who has a sign in their front window. It's like their window <laughs> has like a. It, it's like. This isn't the guy with the sign that says, please don't shit in my driveway. Oh, my God. That sign's gone. You know what, Ben? That sign. That oh, no. sign. So he caught somebody shitting in his driveway. He found out it was a neighbor lady that he knew. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Ben, that sign left after you saw it. I'm not even kidding. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's we're, so awesome. We're What's... walking around in Toronto, like, after dark, and Chris is like, go down that driveway and read that sign. Awesome. And I was like, what's going to happen? And I'm reading this sign, and I'm like, this is a funny sign. But then some guy like sticks his head over the fence and is like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I almost shit in spite of the... <laughs> but Toronto he was pretty cool. cool. He was explaining the story. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but there's, a, there's another uh, larger sign in someone else's window that uh, reads uh, X amount of num like X number days without sugar. And I've seen this. I, I like saw this. Like a factory disaster sign. Yeah, exactly. Well, that 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 number got as high as 179 once, and then it started back at zero, and I felt so bad. That number is back wow. up to it's up to like 812 days Damn. without sugar. So they yeah. they they're taking the I will shame myself publicly approach. You know, and um, every so often this person will reach whatever number they consider. Uh, uh, like a high watermark or a landmark uh, number and say, uh, you can do it too. Like it's like, a, it's inspirational. <laughs> so one day when I saw you can do it too, I took a photo of it and every so often wow. I flip back and like, yeah, but I'm nowhere near. Uh, yeah. And anyway, so to get to the crux of the story here, uh, I once read somewhere on the internet where everything is true that, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. each piece of bacon you eat takes, uh, minute off your life so <laughs> no uh, yeah I, it's obviously bullshit but uh, yeah I, you can't measure that no you can't there's no way i mean it's, it's uh it's uh, a load of hooey but uh in the last like two days like, i went yesterday i bought like a half pound of bacon and it turned out to be about 
I think about 16 or 17 slices of bacon. All in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, get it in you. And and so basically they shrunk down so much. I was like, this can't be bad for me, right? I mean, look how small it is. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I ate uh, 15 to 17 pieces of bacon. In uh, one go? Wait, you no. were just sitting there with the bacon eating it? Or like, did you no. do something with it? No, breakfast. I had it with breakfast, uh, you know. You had eggs and, and spinach and black beans and the like. Oh, that sounds very healthy. Well, wow. except for the bacon. <laughs> bacon is healthy. It's lots of protein. Mm. Well, if you say so. I mean, it was... Uh, I, do you guys like... Uh, well, I guess you might call it Canadian bacon. We call it mm. female bacon. Do you like it? Wait, what do you call it? Female bacon. P-meal? Uh, it's like, I think it's... P-meal. What? P-meal. Yeah. P-meal? P- like P-E-M-E-A-L? P-meal? Why would you call it something so weird? Well, because, like, I mean, I actually don't know. What am I going to say? I'm going to give you the yeah. explanation. I have no are, idea Are you why. talking about like a rasher or like a piece of ham? Like a rasher, I think. Oh, okay. What's a rasher? That's what they... Like, uh, if you get bacon in England or Ireland oh. sometimes, it's like... It's not like belly meat mm. it's like something else this now it, you got me thinking about the speck lopping that's yeah. dutch stuff oh yeah it's probably very similar, similar in uh, mm. in the netherlands but the thing is it gets like so canadian bacon it's like very fl- like i mean it is flesh but it's very like human fleshy to me like it like you know i, I love <laughs> yeah. it I, mean, I think it's like it's very tasty and very it's much healthier than like strip bacon you know how mm. dare you um i know but you guys uh, gotta get on my level but where bacon is yeah. totally healthy. No, female bacon's totally healthier because it's not that strip with the fatty stripes. It is that. Yeah, nice but little. calories from fat. Like, there's no scientific evidence that that turns into fat. It's the sugar that you got to worry about, which is why Heather is very smart to be avoiding that stuff. And yeah. I am stupid to be leaning in. <laughs> how much sugar. I was literally having the same thought like two weeks ago. I was like, you know, wedding coming up, maybe. Uh, Shed shed a pound or two. It'd be nice to like look okay in my tux. Fit into those old pants of yours. No, I've <laughs> I like like I, it's a thought I am capable of having all day long. Like I watched a bunch of documentaries about how evil sugar is to like get myself psyched up. Is that that fed up documentary? I watched that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I watched like uh, fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched I watched some good like like sugar is the devil docs oh my god i didn't do any of that yeah and uh and i you know no (laughs) i i can tell you that i feel like i'm i'm stealing your bacon story but just about no no no. i was actually gonna throw to you because i'm very interested in the sugar-free movement (laughs) in the sugar thing well i it's not a person it's not a life choice it's because i know that there's at least a scene if not more than one where i have to be kind of naked in my movie Uh Uh, again i didn't write it for me um (laughs) Sorry, you wrote it saying? so you could see somebody else naked. Indeed, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, long story short, that I'm acting in it, and I wanted to be my most fit me, right. and mm-hmm. so yeah, I decided not to eat sugar. So having that motivation really helps because it's right. sort of a temporary thing, just like maybe your wedding might be. I, yeah, I don't have any nude scenes at my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> so except that's probably for the, after. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if I'm lucky, am I right, guys? Well, I don't know. Finally, eh, then after all these years, finally gonna score with your yeah. wife. <laughs> with your girl. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that. That really helps, but the most interesting thing to me about it is that it's way less hard than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, really. Because I really like, I really like chocolate and cakes and ice cream. Okay, I was going to ask. You know, so yeah, I really like. I don't like sweet um, cocktails usually, but I do love you know ice cream and cake. I love all that stuff. Right. But Mm -hmm. um, and I was really going to town on it right before, (laughs) right before I stopped. Um, so I thought it would really help. Uh, and I've heard that sugar is the devil. I thought, well, this is a step I can make. So it's really just quitting desserts. I do eat fruits still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, that's, that's not an issue because there's like dietary fiber and it's like, it's the stuff that's just refined sugar that is right. basically a drug. And like basically the be, fiber takes care of the sugar, right? It kind of, yeah. Like, like yeah. fruit juice doesn't have the fiber. So fruit juice, like, like, you know, gastronomically speaking or I don't know. <laughs> Nutritionally speaking, like a glass of orange juice is no better for you than a glass, a glass of, of Coke. Coke. So was it, was it, uh, at I, least I, according I, to the documentaries I've been yeah, watching. <laughs> the one-sided documentary. Yeah. I mean, like there's, I'm sure there's a really powerful sugar lobby that is saying it's a uh, health food, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I think it was in that movie it was talking about and something I identified uh, very uh, personally with was uh, 
um, the, you know, that you can be physically like fit, like in relatively good shape, but like on the inside, you know, like your body is just like, it's as though you are a heavy set person, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what I feel like. And, and so I'm very curious, Heather, like when you quit sugar, how long did it take? Like, do you still think about sugar or do you like oh, desserts yeah. and stuff all the time? Uh, uh, oh yeah. The day that I quit it, it was St. Patrick's Day. So I, that actually with the math, it's been two months, not three months as I had thought in my mind. Oh, it was March. It was three months ago. <laughs> no, it's been two months. Uh, and it was St. Patrick's Day and there were these really fancy donuts brought to set. Oh, like from fancy donut donuts. Fancy donuts. Damn it. Oh, fancy donuts and cakes and all this. There's well, so many things. Just this once is fine. <laughs> I've been trying to cut out all my just this once and I'm not adding i'm not adding like maple syrup or honey even though they're supposedly healthier yeah. to mm -hmm. anything just because i want it to make an impact and have more of a rule because like if i replace it then i feel like it won't really feel like i've made a big right. change yeah right so i switched over to a breakfast cereal that has zero grams of sugar and i Ugh. cut up fruit in it to make it edible there you go that's pretty good right yeah, that's pretty there good. are so many supposedly healthy foods that have so much sugar in them yeah you know, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do any buzz marketing here, so I won't mention the brand. But it was like a. Um, it was a. a uh, Admit oh, it, Chris. It. You're talking about Funyuns. <laughs> yep. I, I switched my cereal to Funyuns. <laughs> Just milk no, but it was like. Funyuns. It was like a, it was like, a um, like a. Oh, God, I can't even think of it. <laughs> like a mini wheat style cereal, but oh, yeah. with no sugar coating and. You know, I was looking yeah. at a bunch of I think cereals. That's just like, called shredded wheat. Mm -hmm. Shre yeah, exactly. So it's a shredded a wheat stuff. with cinnamon flavoring, and like, there was like four ingredients in it. And it was there was a wow. like a natural uh, sweetener. Um, you know, like a um, uh, they call whatever. it organic cane nonsense yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah I, mean, sugar. I, I don't know how sugar. good that is, but like it was one of four yeah. ingredients as opposed to right. you one know eighty four. Yeah. yeah, and like by the end, it's just like a bunch of things that look like alien language you know mm -hmm. um and and you know it's pretty you know it's pretty easy to cut that stuff out as long as you're paying attention which is what most most people don't do it takes uh, a lot of paying attention well because i've kept dairy products which have a decent amount of sugar in them um because i love dairy i'm dutch girl and mm -hmm. milk and I, i'm drinking all that stuff but yogurt i really had to watch out uh, there's certain brands of yogurt that are like, we have more protein than sugar. Isn't that great? And I, and I agree. So I have switched though to, uh, plain yogurt and then I put fruit in there. Yeah. I could eat yogurt yeah. exclusively. Mm. Mm -hmm. I heard someone once say that isn't yogurt for women. Like that, that's something they thought. That is, yeah, exactly. This is the whole thing with the, the marketing campaigns of yogurt. It's yeah. always women talking about like how slimming yogurt is. It's like, well, I don't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's for me too. I'm a man and I want it. Well, yeah. I, I, had, yeah. I had once thought of a sketch and then I Googled about it and I, cause I was like, does this exist? Cause I was like, oh, I should make a sketch for something called like Broger yogurt for bros. <laughs> Don't need does, to feel emasculated exist? eating this delicious <laughs> Check creamy. out my masculine Goodness. waistline. Yeah. <laughs> Check yeah. out my dad bod. I mm -hmm. think people would buy Broger or yeah. feel pander. No, they'd feel talked down to with the Broger. I don't know. I think that <laughs> we're, we are primed for being talked down to. If, if you've That's seen exciting. any beer commercials. What flavors <laughs> oh, yeah. would there be for Broger? Oh, dark chocolate stout. Right yeah, away. Like, like uh, how about like a smoky jalapeno? Mm. Yeah. Would that Football? be disgusting? Football. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> pigskin. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, pigskin's delicious, actually. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Coors Light. You know? Coors yeah. <laughs> the cross brand, the cross branding. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Team up yeah. with the good Gatorade. Marketing synergy, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the guy's like Gatorade dunking and he's got the, the yogurt coming out of his pores. Ew. <laughs> Or just like, anyway. you know, it's like a victorious moment after winning like some sort of championship and his tears are yogurt. <laughs> nice. Yogurt yeah. talk with the boys. Yeah. yeah. And then the, 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 the linebackers pick up the, the big yogurt cooler and dump it all over the couch. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> but it's like, but it's like it, But it's like Greek yogurt, so it comes out a solid mass. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it pins him on the ground. <laughs> it feels great though. Oh, yeah. It's it would, cool. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. I, I could so go good. for a little... <laughs> Yogurt bath right now. It's a little bit hey, hot and muggy out here in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Or hey, Greenpoint, guys, Brooklyn. just a thought. You want to get together after this and get some yogurt? Yeah, take a little yog, yog bath. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Yogurt Farmers of America. <laughs> yeah, we are in the pocket of big yogurt on this show. <laughs> uh, well, Heather, let's talk about this movie. I'm really excited about it. The Kickstarter was successful, and Woo. you're moving into production. A couple of right here. 
and you're starring in it. You're, you're, you're pulling a do the right thing. You are going to direct <laughs> and star in your own film. Indeed. And thank you guys for supporting uh, my Kickstarter back yeah, last actually, year. Actually, I know that uh, a few of our listeners backed because uh, they tweeted about it. Or at least they, they claimed to have yes. backed on Twitter. So. And thank you all. And I have like made my list. of. I haven't given my rewards yet, but oh, I keep... Yeah. Uh, Gotta get that ham wallet. I, got, I know. I have <laughs> oh my God, the got, ham wallet. I forgot about the ham wallet. The ham wallet. There is a friend who also got the baloney jacket, the BJ reward. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put those together. But I'm yeah. Upgraded to that. That is a very uh, impressive skill. You're, you're going to put together a baloney jacket. I cannot wait to see it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to Instagram that. That's going to be a sweaty like jacket. <laughs> In a couple it's, of weeks. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think I could, like, like after the fact, upgrade to a baloney tuxedo jacket? Oh, to, for your like wedding? My wedding? Yeah, you're probably going to want to do yeah. that. I think that that would be... Uh, a really nice move considering I'm getting married to a Jewish lady and oh there will be a lot of people that will be exquisitely offended <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, by the indeed. fact that I'm wearing a pork garment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to let them know that you're a maverick. Yeah. yeah. That it's a maverick kind of thing to do. Be like, yeah. I don't respect your religion. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> any of you. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, you're going to so prove it by wearing a meat jacket in L.A. heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like start doing dairy and meat together. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Yeah. I'm half Jewish, so meat. your your future if you make children, they'll be half Jewish too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my my children my children will basically be you. Um they will. <laughs> That's super weird. Um Yeah, so I am very on. excited too. Of course, my movie we are shooting in 10 days. Let's let's remind the people what the movie is called. What's it about? Mm -hmm. It Uh, is called Inside You, and it's a comedy about a couple that switches bodies after a night with a magic sex toy. (laughs) And it's my first feature film. And so it's freaking like I feel I've never planned a wedding, but I kind of feel like it's like planning multiple. It's 18 days shoot. It's like planning 18 weddings every day. Totally. To make sure that it goes off without a hitch. Of course, no family seating at tables, but you still. Yeah, there's the there's like a certain political part that you lose. But all of the logistics and like aesthetic stuff is fully there. The casting is the political pain in the butt. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I. I had a conversation with my future mother-in-law where I was like, I shoot like movies and st- like I, I I'm a I'm used to planning big days where lots of material and people show up in one place and then leave after a certain amount of time and like <laughs> stuff gets accomplished in that intervening and the wedding planning is driving me fucking nuts because uh, like I could I could knock it out in like two eight hour sessions just oh, like ben, all just of the you plans. be careful buddy you be careful I, I don't could. know I okay. could all but, right all but right it's it's you know like it's very important to like my mom and Rachel's mom and Rachel that they have lots of like 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 it's their aesthetic vision you know and <laughs> and so like me knocking it out as efficient as that would be is not really like what this is about for them. So you're not the director. I'm you're... not the director. I'm taking, Ooh, I'm taking I'm, a back seat. I'm, I'm like AD basically. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, and I only say that to say that it has been a, a challenging exercise for me to like not plan it. Well, you're <laughs> doing business with, Oh, sorry. I just, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but I, you know, those of us that, uh, we can see some updates on Twitter and stuff about like how things are going with the film. And, uh, recently, I mean, I think you were talking about, you're just talking about casting and how mm. you may have had some, uh, frustrating, uh, oh, moments that, recently. I did tweet recently because I had an audition and it was, it was on mother's day and my mom lives not like an hour away and I do visit them fairly regularly. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. have gone home that day, but I was trying to ac- accommodate some actor schedules who said they were available then to audition them. And mm-hmm. there were supposed to be four w- women who said that they would come in on that day and then only one came and it was, Jeez. I would yeah. have rescheduled that. And so that just was like, it's that just sucks. one example of how many different things can go wrong. Yeah. The auditioning process is the worst thing that has ever visited on humanity. I feel like mm, it's a, I mean, I don't, I don't really have audit. This is a longer thing to sort of explain like casting director and ca- castings actually can be a really difficult process that takes a lot of time. It can be fun. Yeah. Very little casting in 
the world happens through auditions because a lot of times you just make offers or you have you ask yeah. a specific person to come in to read and for this one part there were a few people I was thinking just so of. you know Heather if yeah. you've been considering me for anything in this film <laughs> I am offer only <laughs> okay well yeah so a lot of people are offer only when you especially when you're on low budget yeah. the only way you could ever get a big star to read for something is if you were like Steven Spielberg right uh, it's a political thing it's like a thing of respect or it's a sign of like who you who has right. more power um so th- aside from that there's certain people i'm trying i don't want this to be boring like how do you cast without a casting director because like my budget's a hundred thousand and for that kind of budget you can't afford a casting yeah. director mm-hmm. that's like half of what most low budget feature films are, are shot Indeed. for like it's that is that is shoestring there's some people who think a hundred thousand is a lot and then i showed them the budget i'm like here this is me paying people barely nothing and look at for multiply each person that I'm paying barely, barely nothing times yeah. 18 days and then multiply all those people together. And look, now we're spending like, I think mm-hmm. about $35,000 of that is being spent to pay people to work on the movie and be there to yeah. make it. And then I think about 20,000 is for cast and right. you know, the equipment and the tra- it, it adds up so fast. It adds even, up so fast. And like, and it's scary because like, you're not really paying enough for people to like, really hold the the time so you can have people just bail on you which keeps happening on a fucking sudden notice and Mm -hmm. you're like oh wow the guy that was going to be the lighting director you know the gaffer or whatever Mm -hmm. is just suddenly gone or or the dp is out the window well yeah that would be devastating yeah (laughs) but but yeah so even with having people working giving their time for free there are there is some of that it still adds up like crazy yeah so it's painful. And one of the ways to not have a casting director is to be creative. And I mean, I've sort of become an internet stalker where I, am, <laughs> I'm like looking at people's reels online, like crazy. And the one of the hard things too, is knowing, is this person New York or LA based? Yeah. I can't remember. And, and a lot of people like here. obscure that on, in their online presence because they want to get offered shit both places. They do. And it's, it's, yeah, there's no way of me knowing. I wish I had a database of all the actors who are in New York right now, but that database yeah. certainly doesn't exist. No. So. Are you are you relatively on schedule, or is, have, have these hurdles sort of set you back at all? Or are you? Are we ready? We'll be ready. Yeah, we're well. We almost shot in October, and I had these actors cast from LA, and then a really bad mishap happened with one of the actors the day we were checking out equipment, and Ben was there on that day. <laughs> I was there on that day, which was amazing because that, that was my a rough day. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very intense rough day. I mean. I, I I have have never been through I mean like cuz you were like you were like you had cocked the gun and you were your finger was on the trigger and then it was like all right we're we're not shooting yeah. tomorrow the truck was out I mean yeah. we started pulling the equipment to put on the truck and then we made the call before they put it on the truck and it was really really nerve-wracking because we just didn't know if this actor was going to show up and what to do and yeah. it, it was a day it was a day oh, um, and God. I lost a bunch of money and you know a lot of people planned to work that day and they lost money too yeah. so like now the craft services table is not going to have a goblet <laughs> of cocaine on it and that's just you know like a lot of people Gross. they you know that's unacceptable so, so you're out now Ben right like you're not in going to be involved at all anymore no i need so need that well actually now that i'm going into rehab that that may actually make (laughs) sweeten the deal in a weird way as much as i love my cocaine i'm trying to cut back you're trying to cut back yeah (laughs) i see i've never done coke actually i can't believe i've been around williamsburg so long (laughs) (laughs) and and been like a free-spirited young lady who works in the arts and i don't do coke or any of that yeah Uh, it's a bad it's a bad thing i just remember that commercial with the car going up the guy's nose and i don't want a car up my nose (laughs) be terrible yeah i yeah like all you need to do to not have any desire to do that is go online and watch the videos of them making it in colombia yeah. It's so gross. It's I like got, I got an easier, like, easier step than that. Just go to somewhere where people are doing cocaine and watch what happens to them. And then that's <laughs> that's evidence enough. They yeah. just become annoying. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I had an upstairs neighbor that was a, uh, a huge fan of it, and uh, yeah. Old, I hope you guys all know that I'm joking about going into rehab. I figured. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what don't I know about uh, you guys? So yeah, yeah. I, would, I will never go into rehab. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> rehab is for quitters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, that's so awesome, Heather. I'm really excited for the film to happen. I'm I'm especially excited to, well, a see it, but you know, b 
and first and foremost, get my ham wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think for, for those of us that are like excited for it and now just hearing these, these tales of woe uh, on the lead up to the first day of shoot, it's, now it's like we're really excited. You know, Making a movie is so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. It is. You guys have been so supportive of the process. And there's a lot of people who I don't think understand how much it takes from you. Like, I'll still have friends who are like, oh, can we go grab a drink or something? And I'm like, no, we can't. <laughs> we really can't. Like, I am a bad friend right now. Like, I don't think yeah. you understand how intense my days are. It helped because Ben yeah. lives next to me. Well, don't tell any me. of those friends that you came on our podcast because, you know, Oh, that's be pissed. fine. It's a fun time to talk and you live like, two blocks from I live me with two blocks <laughs> it is not a, and you're gonna make me a drink like that i can do that in the middle of the day but <laughs> right. uh yeah but yeah. you know time is money so let's no yeah. I'm, I'm good i'm good chap chap let's get this over with <laughs> no no i'm quite enjoying talking to you guys and i think that y you guys have both been interested supportive ben was actually there on the day of like the calling of the shoot when i was yeah. like i just need someone to be here yeah. <laughs> this is maddening yeah well i mean you know i think that like that day was probably probably a big challenge for you but i i saw like somebody that was super strong and made a really strong choice in that in that time and and i think the movie's only gonna be better for it you know it's really sweet <laughs> thank you no I, I do feel this extra time like getting that close and knowing what it felt like for everything to be going wrong like every day leading up because I was having issues with the actor and others different things weren't set I felt this horrible like tinge of nervousness down yeah. my spine I don't have that I feel so excited to be this close and that it's actually happening and I had that fear kicked in me of like Right. the the dream being taken from me that oh no this movie might not happen and i had a hard time like in the winter because that shoot was pulled in october so and now it's may so in the winter i sort of tried to distract myself by working and in january i had to get back to it and i was i was very depressed because i thought like oh my god it's just not going to happen and just feeling like it's not going to happen or oh my god i'm not going to get the right cast this movie's not going to happen just feeling that um yeah yeah it, it made me feel like a lack of sense of purpose in life so the fact that it's actually happening i couldn't be happier i'm yeah. thrilled i'm well, really thrilled you should be heather <laughs> it sounds like you're making uh, all the right career moves and uh speaking of career oh boy chris that you're the master of uh of segues <laughs> i'm the master of shitty segues yeah <laughs> let's talk career ben yeah well i've been talking career um <laughs> yeah i had i uh, I, uh, so I'm also working on my film, which is a little different since it's a doc and it's like, like, you know, it, there's, there's so much open-ended about a documentary that is not about a narrative film where like I wrapped production a few months ago and now there's like stuff happening to the main character of my film or the main subject of my film that's like we should be filming this <laughs> this is kind of an amazing story element uh and so you know i've basically been full-time on my movie for a few months which you know which means i'm being i, I basically am taking a salary from the film that amounts to the bare minimum of money that I need to like pay my rent and my health insurance and like buy groceries basically. <laughs> like I have, I have like no extra money right now and uh, I'm not really out looking for other gigs, which um, I think is a little bit surprising to my fiance that like, I'm kind of so focused on one thing, but also like, you know, I'm here when she leaves in the morning and I'm here when she comes home at night. So but uh, I think that, that, that like kind of psychologically, focus? I appear to be a couch bum. Right. <laughs> but um, that kind of focus is required when you're kind of like, I mean, it's a... It is, it's but a, it's also like, like in her defense, I do have like less to do. Like it, right. for the past few weeks, I've had less to do than like a full 40 hour work week. Yeah. And yeah. And so like, I don't know, like a conversation about that sort of evolved into like how are you planning on like being able to have a full-time living as a grown-up mm -hmm. when we're married? And I was like, holy shit. Like, like it was the most like married couple ass. It wasn't a fight. It was just like a pretty intense conversation. It yeah. was the most married couple ass conversation I've ever had where I was like, oh yeah. Like I had to like think about like not just 
supporting me and going out to nice restaurants like every so often yeah. but like supporting me and like paying for schools and kids and wow. yeah uh you know like that's i mean that's you know, a huge that's still a few years away but yeah it's like it's something to consider and and i have never had a job like as such you know i've i've gigged my entire adult life and that's amazing man that's really that's something to be proud of <laughs> it is i think it well, is honestly in some ways it is like i definitely feel like pretty secure in my ability to make a living but i also like there's a lot of freedom in being able to decide like i'm going to live on the cheap for a few months and and focus on this creative project that like may or may not pay off like if i sell the movie i will make money from it yeah you know but like, this is like this is the kind of thing like the film is low enough budget that what we sell it for will almost certainly be enough to like pay us back for right. at least the money we put in if not you know make a little profit off of it if we sell it <laughs> right but if we sell it is a question and but it's a gamble and that's the kind of like that's the yeah. risk you take being a creative person right yeah and i think that like i don't know rachel's a lawyer and i'm a i'm a creative type and <laughs> like we have very different like personal expectations around that stuff like but you have very similar work ethics i, I mean yeah. maybe i mean just, just when you're when you're in your when you're in your zone i mean like yeah. I, I've, I've been there i've seen you working and it's like there's you know like you're a pretty focused person yeah <laughs> that's that's is that, is that bullshit that's kind are, of are, you, are you just a good actor like well uh, I, I mean i think so i don't know yeah like i i think that like anybody that does does this type of stuff like you kind of constantly question whether you're good enough and you're gonna like actually be able to make a go I, of it i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i mean i don't know like do you go through this other where you like look at ba past stuff you've done and you're like this is awful I how the it's fuck not looking back it's a constant thing you live with every mm -hmm. time i when i did stand up every time before i went on stage for all my best performances i told myself it was going to be terrible and i wasn't able to do it that night because maybe something happened that day that was like emotional or unpleasant and yeah. i was like i can't go out in front of these people and perform for them and be a clown like yeah but and when i look back on every single film or short film i've ever made i look back and sit, see what's wrong with it and i think that's really common mm -hmm. yeah i mean i like i had a conversation with a uh, work friend recently who and he was like complimenting me on my website and I was like my website is like where like it's just a bunch of videos that are full of problems like what are you talking <laughs> about? like like when I go there I look at it and I'm like oh this one is like you know not quite up to snuff in this but way I, this one the, the like producer fucks see... us over and we didn't get paid that you know or, you know whatever like it's all just like it's pain. It's, it's just a yeah, but people don't see that. Like people, like obviously, what you think about is the energy. Well, I mean, maybe people think of this too. But like the energy required, like Heather was just talking about, like the energy yeah. required to like push that boulder up the mountain is like almost insurmountable at the beginning. It's like how the fuck am I going to do this? I mean, like here it is a year later, and Heather, you're just getting ready to start, and like it's been full days for however long, and. I yeah. mean, when people see your website and they see the things that you've done, it's like, they don't stay, they don't know that backstory. So, yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people, I'm right there with you. Like uh, nobody's harder on me than me. And you know, like I sh kick the shit out of myself all the time. And it's like, <laughs> like the worst thing you can do to yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's sort of like, I, I think w what was interesting about this conversation was that like, I do have like a nice little lifestyle set up for myself and uh, maybe the habits that it breeds don't necessarily uh, conform to the like way we think about starting a family. Like if I, if I have the freedom to, you know, hop on a plane and go live in Seattle for a month, I like, like that would di directly compromise a month of whatever families life you know <laughs> like yeah. even if i'm going there to make money and like pay for things like being away for a month is like kind of a problem in a in a uh in in the kind of lifestyle that like one day we will have and and it's you know sort of an open question like how do i get to a place where like i can still like do the kind of projects i want to do but not have it you know have have the last people it affects negatively be rachel and and our 
theoretical yeah. family one day. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it sounds like if you're talking about it now, you're laying the groundwork for the future, but maybe... I mean, this isn't my business. It's your own private yeah. business. No, I mean, if we're, talking, if we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking about, about it, now, it now, it just means she's a fucking battle axe. She's always no. going to be on my back. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think more that, like, maybe now is the time for you to be poor. Like, I think in, in an artist or creative person's life, there's always a time where you sort of throw everything in it or you're willing to, like, yeah. you know, put your creative needs before your survival needs and that there's a time in your life for that and that maybe there's a time in your life where that's not practical. Right. So maybe that time is now and maybe that'll come to completion at a certain point and then it'll change. It's not I forever. Agree. Yeah. I well, agree. I, yeah. And I, I hopefully tried to make that point, but it's, yeah, but it's still like, it's something like kind of crazy to wrap your head around. Like, wow. Like what if, <laughs> like what would I eventually just have to like find some job somewhere? And like, I don't even know like what kind of job I could get, you know? I wonder if this is like a difference with my, like I'm so single. I haven't been in a serious relationship in a long time. So I only thought of what I want for so long. Yeah. And so, sister. <laughs> so I, I can't really relate. Yeah, you, have to... you ever thought about moving to Toronto? <laughs> um, that's a very awkward thing for you to say on your show to your kids. Yeah, it really is. I'm just staring out the window now. I'm not, a, I'm not a, um, that. There's birds out there. Ooh, anyway, but yeah, but uh, I think, I think, I think Ben, you know, Heather makes a good point. It's like, you know, the what if questions are, it's just another form of beating yourself up. I mean, of course yeah. you have to think about the future a little bit and, uh, granted I should, I'm the last person that should be giving any kind of fucking advice about life, but, uh, you know, bullshit. you are, you are like essentially still paying dues. And I mean, you in the future, like y y you'll be fortunate if you can yeah. be in a place where you can still, you know, be a filmmaker and. So maybe your style changes in terms of like, you know, your like I, I, I don't know what, what it kind takes of projects to I get to work on or whatever. Yeah, what? I mean, I don't know. It's well, it, there's also the personal thing. Well, what I was gonna say though, just aside from that, as a single person, I've always had to pay for my own stuff, you know, right. for my rent mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and I've always, I've always had a day job. I've always had like another thing. But they've, I feel like that they feed into each other. However, there's no way I could have ever had an office jo job and do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Right. You can't do it. It's... It only works that I've been freelancing and yeah. doing sound. Uh, and I'm also about to go into the kind of debt that would make a romantic partner throw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I bet it almost yeah. makes you throw up. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we put the rental down for the lenses, which is the most expensive thing on the shoot, I felt nauseous. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, Ben, how many people do you know that have, uh, you know, day jobs, nine to five jobs, whatever you want to call them, um, that are kind of, you know, over their job? Do you know a lot of people that complain about their jobs or anything? Th that hate their job? Yeah. Mm, I don't know if people complain about their job to me. Uh, I mean, but... <laughs> Rachel I, I, doesn't, doesn't love her job that much, but... No. Um, I, just, I just know that there are people um, that are of a certain age, like, you know, let's say mid-30s, that are you know, they look to people that have lifestyles like yourself that, you know, let's call it self-made or self, like self-employed at the very least. I wish I was made. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Self-something. Um, self yeah. Self-something. <laughs> yeah. Self-centered. Right. Okay. Self-centered. Um, and it's very, I mean, obviously there are things about having a regular paycheck. It's like very appealing because it's stability, but yeah, the, what you get in return for that, like, let's, it's not instability, but it's a little less stable. Um, you get that freedom, like Heather's talking about, you know, you can yeah. do those things and, and it's nerve wracking and, 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 but you can go for, you know, sometimes it's like, the, it's worth a lot that coffee you can just go for in the middle of the day or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have been able to pay my rent under my own steam for mm -hmm. a long time. And, and, um, which is huge in it's New York. It's a big deal. Yeah. In New York, <laughs> it's like pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just move to like Plentywood, Montana, and call it a life. <laughs> so how how did this how did it's this not conversation, that much rent to be paid there? How did this conversation? Uh, I mean, obviously it's not over, but I mean, how this did conversation end? will never be over. No, of course yeah. it won't. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no resolving it. It's just it's just been like I think that the point of the life event and the uh, the thing that the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club cocktail pairs with is holy shit, I'm a fucking grown up. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> you know? I yeah, well, there's reminders. Uh, there's signposts along the way to remind you of that um, yeah. every yeah. so often. 
The whole thing about becoming a grown-up, I think, is a very interesting thing that you're facing. There's all these lists on BuzzFeed or wherever that right, are like, yeah. when you turn 30, this Signs and that. that yeah. You, yeah. And it's weird because, hey, to people who aren't in their 30s yet, or maybe I, it might be for all ages, you never really feel older, right. only in select ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm a grown-up. No, I don't stop wanting to party. I don't stop wanting to do, like, to... I don't know, play with my food. Right. right. I never stop wanting to do cocaine. So. <laughs> I've just replaced the mountain of cocaine I used to do with a mountain of mashed potatoes. I just go back to my childhood and start playing with my yeah, food. Chop that shit up and mm-hmm. snort it. No. Oh my gosh. Cry for help on this episode? Is that the title? <laughs> cry for help. Ben's cried for help. I like it. I like it. Chris, we got a call this week from uh, one of our beloved listeners. You, let's, let's, let's hear it. Go ahead let's and play it. it. Let's listen to the call. <laughs> hey, guys. I have a live event in need of a cocktail. This Saturday, I have a date with a woman of my dreams at a high-dollar <laughs> charity fundraiser. Well, la-dee-da. So good luck matching that. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a uh, listener, Todd. Um he actually got in touch with me on Reddit, and then I convinced him to leave us a voicemail. So, cool. Um, thanks, Todd. Thanks for calling in, Todd. Uh, well, What's I our mean, man con- drinking, Chris? I mean, congrats, first of all. Yeah. What did he say? Woman of his dreams? Is that Woman of his dreams. That's, uh, I hope it goes well. Um, yeah. Good luck. Uh, you, Break a leg. You know, I thought, I, I thought about it, and I thought, you know, something uh, simple and sophisticated. It's like, a, as he put it, high-dollar charity event. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of, I don't know, I had a change of heart. It's like, you know, simple and sophisticated is fine, but let you know, a little bit of fun too. So you're going to be drinking something called a honeysuckle. Uh, it's two <laughs> ounces of Florida canna, extra dry white rum, uh, three quarter ounces of lime juice, three quarter ounce of acacia honey syrup. Uh, I'll, we'll provide the recipe for that. Uh, and you're going to garnish cool. with the lime wedge. Uh, so wow. shake all the ingredients with ice, then strain into a coop, garnish with the lime wedge. Uh, so it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward, uh, minus yeah. the uh, making the syrup thing. But I think it's a, it's a like a two step process. So. That sounds like a winner. Mm-hmm. He's making that for the date. Like he's gonna, she's gonna have some. Uh, That's up to him. I guess. I guess they'll both have some. Or is it like hopefully. a celebratory drink? Yeah. I'm, I'm this is just what pairs with that, you know. Like oh, I see. sometimes people actually do it. Sometimes people take a picture, which we encourage. But yeah. Know. I mean, sometimes we uh, ask of the listener uh, more than we ask of ourselves in terms of preparation, which is not fair, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's our prerogative. So, you know, yeah. if you don't like it, that's stuff th- it. That, that's why our show is only so popular. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Heather, how do people find you online? How do people find the movie? heatherfink.com and the movie has to be completed and we yeah. will hopefully get into the festivals we want and hopefully end up on one of those awesome places like Netflix or wherever. Yeah, so we'll we see. Have, so heatherfink.com will help you. Yeah. We and, have total uh, faith you, in you, Heather. Is your Twitter at heatherfink? It indeed is. Yeah. At heatherfink. I'm Facebook at heatherfink. I'm heatherfink and all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hashtag inside you movie, they can follow it. Oh, we're going to be go. Instagramming behind the scenes and posting on Twitter. So we're Hashtag inside you movie. Uh, there you go, listeners. That's your that is your action item for this episode. You better fucking follow that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can also follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R A H R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. And you can go to let's drink about dot it for the recipes from today's shows and all our past shows. And um, we're on Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr. It's, and uh, I think Instagram still got the two photos. I did. I did tell Ben that I would start uh, oh, yeah. doing something with it. I haven't yet. Uh, it hasn't as, happened yet. I, I got as I far trust as you. I got as far as trying to log in and I gave up. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Tumblr. Go go retumble some of our uh, drink recipes. Yeah. Give us a, that. That would help us. I think. Yeah. I think there's I think there's some uh, some people on Tumblr that need to know about our show. And I think and, uh, more than only anything, you can help. More than anything, uh, whenever the feeling moves you, go to our webpage and call in a life event. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. please don't wait for us to prompt you. Just do it. You know, uh, time sensitive or otherwise, we'll we'll uh, be more than happy to 
weed through uh, hundreds of them rather yeah. than beg for one. So yeah, uh, that would be best. That would be the best. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Heather, thank you so much for coming thank you, on the show. It's been a little slice of heaven, and uh, I finished my drink, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm like looking longingly at yours. I think you had <laughs> you the better drink today. <laughs> well, thank you both. You've been very. You are nice young men. You are nice boys. We're we're a little bit misbehaved, but ultimately like fairly inoffensive it's been wonderful <laughs> i'd love to talk to you again when it's all over even. yeah yeah well uh, we will have to have you back absolutely um, and um you know married on uh, on the film we're uh, we're really looking forward to it so uh yeah with that we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them later potato <laughs> get to the chopper <laughs> yes! Like I, I was like my in my head in my head the one I wanted to do would have been more like Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Ooh, <laughs> so. Both are great. We could yeah. just do that all day long. That's pretty good. You like discipline? Oh, I I'm sorry. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Oh my God, you're full of it now. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.